You're listening to the Kingdom Culture Church podcast. To connect with us, hop on social media or go to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. Thanks. You can be seated. You can be seated. Thank you so much. Amazing. So good. Good? Well, I wanted to start with a funny video, but now I'm unsure of if the climate's right. So I'll just let you decide. Do you want to see a funny video or not? Okay. No? Okay, we got 150 yeses and one no. We'll go with the no to be politically correct. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Um, just bear with me. I'm just thinking about how I'm going to do this. Um, singers can probably chill. Yeah, probably chill. Musos can hang out. Great. All right. Um, so I've got two videos. I've got one called, that I like to call when the Holy Ghost goes wrong. And I've got one called Fred getting a COVID test. So they're both pretty funny. Uh, why don't we start with the Holy Ghost, not going wrong, but going wrong. Hallelujah. Now that loud, let that Holy Ghost language come up out of you. Do it now. Hallelujah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got to set this up. I've got to set this up better for you. Then we're going to watch it again. So we love the Holy Ghost here. We love the moving of the Spirit. But probably something I wouldn't do is like, there's this thing called tongues pressure. Let me explain that if you knew. Uh, that is sort of where like, it's a service of the Spirit. We want people to speak in tongues. Uh, but who knows that the tongues is a gift from the Lord. And so when you put too much pressure on, <laughs> people feel pressured to try and conjure up something. Let's watch it again. <laughs> Now that loud, let that Holy Ghost language come up out of you. Do it now. The the best part about that entire video is when he tries again. So he's like, and then you can see, you can see his brain's like. It's like a million people watching because this is on Rod Parsley TV network in the 90s. And he goes again. He's like, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, dear. Praise the Lord. Um, oh, man, that's so good. So we're going to do that today. No, we're not. <clears throat> What's an impartation service? What, what we would love is we would love today, I'm only going to preach for 15 or so minutes. And, and what we would love is... We just believe that there's something that, I, that some things only seem to shift, that I don't have a full theological exegete on this, but they seem to only shift in an atmosphere of faith. And they seem to only move even like the, with corporate believers. And I think that there's something powerful when we get together in faith as a church and we go, hey, we're going to believe for a move of God. We're going to believe for things to fall off people's lives. There's been things that throughout my Christian walk that I've been battling or journeying with and I've been diligent at home I've been praying I've been seeking God and then you go into a service and someone comes and just stands with you in faith and that thing moves and so that's what we're believing for we're believing for um, gifts to be stirred up within people and Timothy it says stir up the gifts within you with the laying on of hands Uh, and I just think it's funny outside of COVID that a lot of churches have gone away from the laying on of hands and it's like oh that's weird homie so much of what we believe is weird. We believe a guy came back from the dead, walked on water, spat in people's eyes. 
We believe that when he came back to life and resurrected, other people in tombs around him got resurrected. Think about that. For just for a moment. For Uncle Jimmy that sadly passed away of COVID is walking through North Lakes. It's, we think it's like, no, if we can get them in and we can make it look all awesome. Dude, they walk into like hundreds of people being like, like it's already not normal. I think we've got to lean into the fact that, you know, and I'm all for excellent facility, good leadership, good structures, trying to cater for people and make it comfortable. I'm all, of course, but so our faith is supernatural. No, we, we, we believe in the blood. It's funny, like some, some people, you know, I'm not being judgy, but some people would find odd what Pastor Jesse did where, you know, covering your head and going, I'm covered by the blood. But they still believe that they're covered by the blood. It's like, man, the odd things, already, you already believe it. What's a hand on a head? It doesn't matter. Anyway, let's read some Bible. Ephesians 5.15. Look carefully. It's, that's positive. It's good that you love the Bible. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine. Listening, B? Don't get drunk with wine. (laughs) Big space. She's like Pastor Rod. (laughs) But be filled with the Spirit. See, I think what happens sometimes is, we neglect the spirit and we wonder why we fill ourselves up with other things. You can be saved and not filled with anything. <laughs> so what we do is we, we don't get filled with the spirit. We don't have an encounter. We have some head knowledge and we have like some intellectual ideology, but we don't get filled. It's interesting. A lot of us in this room would subscribe to Trinitarian, Trinitarianism monotheism, which is a fancy way of saying the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yet isn't it funny, so often in the West, the first thing we get rid of in the church is the guy that Jesus said to wait for. Jesus said, hey, it's better that I go because I'm sending the helper. I'm sending an advocate. And and the first thing, that was like his his last thing he said was, this guy's really important and he's going to make you exponentially more effective. And the first thing to go in church life and church structure and the run sheet is the Holy Spirit. I think we need to be grounded in the Word. I think we need to be reasonable. I think we need to have common sense. I think there needs to be order, absolutely. But I also believe that we need a touch of heaven. And what we do is we super-spiritualize all the reasons why we haven't. Friend, when was the last time you just got whacked? I've had a lot of codril this week. When was it? I'm fine for you to get annoyed at me this morning if, if, if it means you get a breakthrough. It's awesome that our senior pastor rolls around laughing like a hyena. It's awesome that, that, that we have a staff and a team that receives and yields to the Spirit. But do you? What reasons have you implemented for not receiving? I am not even remotely following my notes. Praise the Lord. All right, I want to talk just for two minutes about what the Holy Ghost is not. If we could put that up on the screen, that'd be awesome. The things the Holy Ghost is not. The Holy Ghost is not a license to do what you want. Oh man, poor Holy Spirit. The amount of times he's been blamed for rebellion, for church splits, 
for, for, for not submitting. For, it's like, I'm being led by the Holy Ghost. No, you're not. Being led by you, and you're a bad driver. And I'm a bad driver. I'm a really bad driver. Not in real life. In real life, I'm pretty good. The Holy Ghost is not six-hour meetings with flags and essential oils. Now. Now. <laughs> yes, give me my flag. Now, I'm not having a go. If, you have, if you're from a church or you have a vision in your heart to create flag-waving meetings, beautiful, great. What I'm saying is the Holy Ghost is actually very relevant. And I'm not making a comment on how you express that, but I do think the Holy Ghost has been done some damage by people trying to not be mainstream and going, hey, we're different. We're outside of, oh yeah, Hillsong's this, Hillsong's that. We're a church of the Spirit. Then why are you four people? <laughs> Churches don't just grow. I get so mad when I see people just destroying Hillsong and Brian Houston. It's like, it's not growing because Brian Houston's a wizard. It's growing because of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That looks different to maybe what we're doing. The Holy Spirit is not a reason to not submit to your pastors. Oh, I got a clap. Interesting. <clears throat> I hate this one. Hey, I'm just feeling that. Hey, God's told me that. Now, so hard, isn't it? Because we don't want to be control culture, all that stuff. It's not about following a man or woman of God blindly. That's not what I'm saying. But if you are not submitted to your spiritual leadership under the guise of being submitted to the Holy Spirit, it's going to lead to a bad spot. Can I be really honest with you? My spiritual leader is also my dad. That's tough. He's my dad. So if he gets mad at me at work, i got to see him at movie night. It's not super fun. I remember one time, I was being really honest here, I remember one time he slammed me for a joke I made on a Sunday. And I was like, oh, this sucks. And then he went into this whole thing about being a statesman and, and, and representing the cause well. And, you know, it was right, but I was still mad. And then on Monday, he texts me and goes, hey, let's go see a movie. I'm like, bro, I hate you right now. Like, why would I go see a movie? But we did. It was called The Outpost. It was awesome. Melinda Bloom was in it. But there's power in submitting. The Holy Ghost is here to help us submit, not help us not. The Holy Spirit is not a reason to not be madly in love with the local church. Oh, this thing sweeping like the sunny coast and North Brizzy and Gold Coast of, I don't know about the institution of church. Homie, don't worry about that. You know, no, there's no new idea under the sun, okay? You don't have this new intense revelation on house churches or this or that. It's God loves his bride in all its expressions. House churches, connect groups, corporate gatherings. But what we do is because we're hurt, we decide that God loves one more than the other and we throw stones at the other. Actually, God loves the church. And if you are in tune with the Holy Spirit, you'll roll with that. Number five, the Holy Spirit is not something that makes you better than other Christians. The worst thing you can do for the lack of a better term, Pentecostal cause is to have a superiority complex. Actually, the Baptists know the Bible better than most of us. They turn up, they tithe. That's why they're building like mega church auditoriums and you know have thousands of people. Actually, it's not about, my dad first fell under the spirit at an Anglican church service because a guy in robes was up the front and said, Holy Spirit, Come. Dad, and dad fell over onto an old lady. <laughs> Literally laughing. We don't need to have a superiority, superiority complex about 
the anointing about the things of God. I had to skip so much. We love the Holy Ghost at this church. And we're not going to change the subject on altar calls, laying on of hands. We try and have a holistic diet. We just came out of a five-week series on Daniel. Lots of history and lots of stuff. You've got to have your meat and veggies and your wine. I was about to say, why is the wine always gone? But it was rum, and that's it's a bad joke. I'm aware that today isn't going to be the most polished thing you've ever seen, but that's all right. Jesus spat in people's eyes. No, I'm not going to do that. I've told you guys a few times some of the things that give me faith in the moving of the Holy Spirit and your testimony and your encounter is, is one of them. Amen. Amen, Jackson. You know, hello, Pastor Dobbins as well. How are you? Good to see you. Congratulations on being pregnant again. Woo! Your testimony gives you power. I look around this room and I can remember some amazing encounters people in this room have had. It doesn't matter if I can remember it, can you? When was the last time it was involuntary? That's one of the, the markers because there's, getting, there's jumping in the river, which is awesome. It's like, yeah, I feel God. And then there's the river sweeping up and you being like, ah, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I remember one time, Jessie Rose was down the front and she was getting whacked and she was getting all jiggly and me and Anna were praying for her and she looked at us and she went, I feel weird. That's <laughs> what you want, man, a bit of, bit of involuntariness. Now, now, We've got to talk about this, and I've talked about it before, but I'm going to do it again because the Scripture gives us credibility. Is being impacted by the Spirit physically biblical? Because every, every you know, evangelical Baptist would say that, yeah, feeling God's presence, encountering Him, getting revelatory, you know, the, the rema word from the, from the written word is, is scriptural. But is physically manifesting, and that doesn't have to be flying across the room. That could be crying. That could be sinking to your knees. That could be feeling warmth. I think it is. If we could put up the points... Uh, around it, that'd be awesome. So um, the priest dedicated the temple in Second Chronicles, and Sam, it said that they couldn't stand because of the glory of God. It was so thick that they just fell down with their guitars. Yeah. Just fall down. No, 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 that's right. One translation says it was so dense they could not move. Wouldn't you love to experience that? The presence of God so dense. We're not chasing experience. We're chasing the person of Jesus. Daniel says, and when the Lord spoke to me, my body fell to the ground. In Daniel 10. It's actually really inconvenient when you're praying for people and they fall this way. I was at C3 the other week with, with Anna and Harmony and Emil. I was praying for them. This girl just falls forward. But the stage was there. So I sort of like just held her head. And in my head, I was like, just fall backwards. So come on. John on the Isle of Patmos says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. In Acts 10, Peter, before he witnessed to Cornelius, goes to the roof and goes into a prophetic trance and sees heaven open. And then goes and gets a bunch of Italians saved, which is, you know, it's awesome. It's an Italian joke there. Around 600 soldiers came to arrest Jesus. He says, I am, and they all fell to the ground. The, the, every translation you read confirms that there was a physical aspect to them. It doesn't mean they just went like, oh. Every translation 
just as they fell back. I was talking with, and this is just talking about the power of scripture. I was talking with someone from a big church who's a pastor who, who, who called me and I missed their call and left me a voice memo. And they said, hey, I just don't know about all this Holy Ghost stuff, but, but I, wanna, I wanna chat about it. I actually sent Jesse a screenshot of this. And we chatted about it for about an hour over voice memo, texting, because we were both working during the day. And it's not about being right, but I presented a biblical case for why we believe what we believe. And he called me the next day and he was in tears. And he said, I've actually realized I've cut off members of my congregation from a very important part of the Holy Spirit. And actually, I want to move in it and I want to see God move in healing. And you know, he added in there, you know, as long as there's the words preach first, I'm like, absolutely, brother. <laughs> this is powerful. We're not going to change the subject on it. The Holy Ghost gives us an unction. It gives us the ability to, to see people saved. It gives us the ability and the empowerment to go onto the mission field, to preach the good news, to see bodies healed, to give words of encouragement. It's powerful. Is it warm in here or is it just me? Oh, a bit of a mixed response there. It's warm, it's you, it's warm. It's good. I think church... I was talking to dad yesterday, and I'm aware this is a bit more of a talk than a preach. I'll, I'll preach better tonight, maybe. I don't know. Shut up. I think we're heading into our best days. I think we are. And I think the temptation when you head into the land of plenty is to get rid of the thing that got you there. We're not going to get rid of the thing that got us here. It's the power of the Holy Spirit, it's the moving of God. Of course, it was the Word, it's all of it. That's the thing, they're all together. We're a spirit church. No, this is the church, man, that believes in the gospel. We believe in the Trinity. We believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. 